0: All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here with Sean Yurtkaran on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at ULIST Realty. Hey, look, man, uh, get over there. If you're out and about this weekend, go check out Stonebridge in Rankin County. It is one of the premier subdivisions out there being developed. Uh, they They developed it a few years ago. And they kind of sat a while while they were figuring out what the next phase and stuff was going to do, be. They've got it back up and rolling. New houses being built starting as low as $275,000. You can go to UListMS.com. That's the letter U. UListMS.com. And check out what all they've got going on. But look, man, Stonebridge is right over, off, right over off Highway 18 in Rankin County. It's technically in the county. So you get a little tax break there without having to give up. Any of the amenities of being in the city. So check that out. You're in the Brandon School District. You're in walking distance of Stonebridge Elementary. And you're in, uh, technically, really in walking distance of Brandon High School. Uh, they're just both right there. Stonebridge Elementary is in the neighborhood. And it's nice, wide sidewalks. The kids can safely ride their bikes to and from school. I and mean, it's just, that's how I grew up, Sean, riding my bike to school and stuff. I, I feel like so many kids today don't.
1: I had the experience, I did too.
0: You know, because everything's like so me. spread out now, mm-hmm. so, you know, with the way the suburbs are and, and all that, mm-hmm. but, you know, with the, with the school being in the neighborhood, they can actually ride their bikes to school and stuff. Like I said, the big sidewalks, that is cool. That is that is something I remember for the, my, all my life, is riding my bike to school and... And Stuff.
1: I was driving around Ring- Wingfield, I don't know, seven eight years ago, and there's a ton of houses around that high school. Yeah, and that's I bet, right. You know, at one time that was safe to do that over there, and you can see.
0: I, well, it's, I went to Witten, the elementary, right behind there. Okay, so yeah, I know and, exactly. And, I, what you're and mean. I just lived on the other side of Raymond Road, so the, it, mm-hmm. the only dangerous part of my drive was crossing Raymond Road. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I man, that's where I rode my bike to. And okay, I, that's those a are just, fond memories that I have the rest of my life. I can see that. I can see that from that neighborhood that was you know probably really nice at some point. I had my I had my GT mock. I think it was a Mach one or something like mm-hmm. that bike. Oh and, yeah. Uh, my buddy Michael Applewhite will correct me. Uh he knows he he still collects like old GTs and Mongooses uh, and all no, that the stuff. Mon- now you
1: now you just the triggered red, my memory. Red lines, okay? Yeah, and right everything. when you said that, yeah.
0: Uh, he'll let <laughs> me know if, it, if it, the GT was in fact a Mach One or not. The
1: mongoose. I just remember being a kid and everybody. Like, I got a mongoose. That's, yeah. that's what I remember. <laughs> that Heck yeah.
0: was. It was good stuff. But look, man, if you want your kids to grow up and then be thirty years down the road talking with their buddy about the memories they have of riding their bike to school, a neighborhood like Stonebridge is a great place to do it. Give with Brad Burleson at UListMS.com. dot com. The neighborhood uh, has amenities such as a clubhouse, a community pool, and a playground amongst other things. So check them out. Again, if you get in early enough, you can have a little bit of say-so in some of the finishing touches they put on the home from the countertops to the paint and uh, I believe some of the flooring stuff too. Uh, don't quote me on that part, but it's UListMS.com, the letter U, com. Sean, you were telling me something about HB 1020.
1: Yes, they had a hearing yesterday before the uh, state Supreme Court about it when you know about there was a i believe it was an injunction that was put on it by Hines county chancery uh, court chancellor dwayne thomas and i think also i think uh, wingate right he he put a he put a hold on it too as well if i remember that correctly anyway there was two tracks of so there's a federal track and a state track and they heard arguments on it about what they're going to do with it of course you know the state of mississippi is saying that they have the power to pass this law and that these judges are constitutional because in because saying the judges are constitutional and that they don't have to be elected because it equates to essentially a municipal court. And that's the kind of court that it's going to be, is like a municipal court. And the um, plaintiffs in the case are saying that this is not, in effect, a municipal court because I think one of the arguments is that you can sentence someone to state penitentiary and not just the county jail like you could with a municipal court. So there was arguments about that. Then I think there's an argument about the constitutionality of the CCID as a whole, and those are all the things that are going on. And then I, what I noticed, um, and then I watched the news report. And Cliff Johnson, who I've known for a long time, he's a great guy, by the way. I'm I'm not. This is not to take away from him at all. But uh, his argument was, you know, they had said to him, like we've had appointed circuit judges in Hines County for a long time. And he said, well, just because we have done something doesn't mean we should continue to do it. Just because if it was wrong, which I mean, you know, that's fine. I agree. Yeah. But the problem I had with that, and I don't think I think they took the appointed circuit judges. Out of that bill, there's already special appointed circuit judges in Hines County. There has been, y'all, you know, for like since the late 90s or early 2000s, as far as I know. I remember Judge Judge uh, Hilburn retired. Judge Jurger took his spot. And then I think Hilburn became a special circuit judge. And over the year, last 20, 25 years, we've had Judge Gowan was a special circuit judge. Judge Priester there's been and then now there's I forget the names of the ones that are now but there's always been a special circuit judges to help with the backlog we've had that for like last 20 years well I felt like uh Cliff was saying that now you know we shouldn't have that in Hines County which to me is just a mistake we obviously need it there they need Mm -hmm. it and there's again they're just they're pointed there right now they're helping out with a docket right now and their argument here now I guess is to get rid of that is what I'm assuming is that that was not constitutional either and um which is, to me, just going to hurt the county. What I what really bothers me about the whole thing is that this is all over this. This is all over capital police. And I'm just going to put it like that. Yeah. To me, that's what this is about. This because I don't even think they need the CCID judge. It's a municipal court. I don't. I mean, they can go get warrants there, and I get that. It might be easier for the officers to do that. But uh, but you can go to the other courts and get it too. Um. And uh, I think this is about capital police. I think that's exactly what it's about. The CCID that there is just this. Issue that certain folks have with having Capitol police patrolling segments of Jackson. Well, now, I guess now they can patrol the entire city, but they have secondary jurisdiction outside of the mm-hmm. complex district.
0: Yeah, and, I, I'm with you 100. percent I think that the NAACP and some of the people are doing chockways bidding for them.
1: That's what it feels like. I mean, we're you know that this is not. I mean, because you're you're willing to hurt the circuit court system that already has existing specially appointed circuit judges. And knowing that we've all known that anybody that's worked there, and I worked there for a long time, knows that we need them. Like, we need them there they for the backlog. You need them there. But you're willing to get rid of that so you can have – I mean, so you can make a political point. That's kind of what I feel like that's going on here. You're trying to make a political point with this. And you don't like the Capitol Police. And and that's what, I mean, they could just say, I bet if they made a deal, well, you could have the judges if you got rid of the Capitol Police, and then they do it. That's what it seems like to me. I yeah. could be wrong, but that's what it looks like to me.
0: I want somebody to remove their fee-fees. On, on, on about making anything about race, because we've proven that uh, what what seventy percent of Capitol Police are black anyway. Clay, I was at the gas station. You know the gas station in front of Kiefer's. And just tell me why you don't like Capitol Police. Take 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 your 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 feelings about race out of it and explain to me any other reason why Capitol Police is not a good idea.
1: I mean, it was, I was in front of the, you know, the gas station in front of Kiefer's? that it's a fast mm-hmm. lane, sometimes it goes to Amico. always, that's my gas station close to my house, so I always going there every day. Yeah. Capitol Police had like four guys outlined there, and they were all black officers and Capitol Police pulling stuff out of these guys' trunk, you know, and doing whatever they were doing with it. So, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know what the argument is. It's Chokwe doesn't have control of them, and that's what he wants, or they're doing their job. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying JPD was, I think JPD was doing their job. I don't think it's their fault at all what's going on, but, uh, Capital Police is doing their job. Like they've actually made a huge impact in that neighborhood. Chalkway can't and, make
0: a phone call when they pull over one of his dope boy go. buddies.
1: Yep. I'll say it. That's it. You say it. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Chalkway. These guys. I get so many cops to tell me, man. I had mm-hmm. somebody pulled over. They called Chalkway on the spot. Mm-hmm. He said, "Let them go." See, I mean, and that and
1: that's what this has to do. This is not about judges. It's about the police. That's. I mean, that's my opinion, but. That's what I that's what I think because we've had these specially appointed circuit judges in Heinz County for a very long time. They've been very beneficial to the docket. I'm saying that as someone that worked there for a long time, that you know was in front of them sometimes, and they, you know, a lot of them transitioned into elected positions. Judge Gowan, who I was in this courtroom for many years, and he's a consider him a good friend of mine, he was especially appointed circuit judge, and then he became circuit judge, got elected, did a great job. So I mean where this is this whole thing is just absurd to me.
0: Let's do that. I got a little article I got a little uh, thing on WLBT pulled up here uh, talking about this, and it says Mississippi Supreme Court hears oral arguments in the H B ten twenty thing. This is two minutes long. It'll take us to our break, and we'll come back and uh, talk about it.
2: Supreme Court justices on the challenge to House Bill 1020. The case claims aspects of the law are unconstitutional, but this appeal is the last stop for the state court case.
3: Mississippi Constitution forbids the judicial appointments demanded by HB 1020 and permitted by Mississippi Code Section 911. 105 105.2. We have elected our circuit court judges in Mississippi for over 100 years.
2: Cliff Johnson is one of the attorneys for the plaintiffs and argued before the justices that appointing judges is only constitutional if they're replacing a judge who can no longer serve. The state argues such appointments have been done for years without challenge.
1: I think the core constitutional question before this court is whether the legislature may equip the courts of our state with the tools needed for the administration of criminal justice, that's the core question. I think the answer has to be yes.
2: It's not just 1020 at issue. Plaintiffs are challenging an existing state law that allows for judicial appointments.
3: We recognize that you know in Mississippi... Just because we've done something for a long time certainly doesn't make it right.
2: Then there's the issue of the creation of a separate court system within the capital city. Johnson argues it's not a legitimate inferior court under the state constitution. Justices interrupted the arguments to ask questions on several occasions. Ultimately,
1: this really boils down to, I think, a policy disagreement,
3: a dislike of the way this particular policy has been deployed in this case. Um, But that's surely not a constitutional problem. Uh, especially when you kind of view it through the reasonable doubt standard. Well, I hope people understand that our argument, not is not that we shouldn't help courts or we can't help courts. All we're saying is there are a lot of things we could do: fund the crime lab, hire medical examiners, use these subordinate judges. But House Bill 1020 and 911052, they are not among those legal options.
2: Now, if this appeal is successful, the judicial appointments wouldn't happen and the CCID court wouldn't be created. Otherwise, the only way to stop the law is through a separate federal court case that's still pending.
0: All right, we're going to take a break real quick. At MEA, we encourage... We're going to take a break real quick. This is The Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back, right back, right back to discuss... All right, welcome back in. As we close out the first hour here on the Clay Edwards Show, just want to remind you guys, if uh, you need any food, beer, liquor, delivered to your house this weekend, uh, Take a Break Deliveries, locally owned, veteran owned, food and alcohol delivery service. Go to TakeABreakDeliveries.com or download the app, Take a Break Delivery from your app store of choice. If it's your first time using it, promo code, all caps, Clay601. And they'll get your food out to you, and get you a five dollar discount on your delivery fee. And uh, they send discount codes out every day, so it won't be the last discount. Last discount you get, I promise. Such great sponsors of ours are on there, like take a um, like the Big Salad over in Flowood, and Acme Pizza and Dairies, also over there on the Reservoir. Um, so you can support two to three of our sponsors in one fell swoop when you use Take a Break Deliveries. For, big, for the Big Salad and for Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, which I'll tell you more about them before we get out of the show today. Sean, uh, well, after watching that, we only got like 30 seconds left, but after watching that, it, it did painted a better picture for me for what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I still think the, we need the courts and the judges and all that, and Jackson is a special exception because of just how bad a condition it has gotten itself into.
1: You know, the uh, one thing is, I forgot to mention, two years ago, they I think it was about two years ago, they appointed all these special circuit judges, like three or four of them, I can't remember. Why didn't they bring this lawsuit then? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, that's my like, Why didn't they bring it then?
0: Well, because it wasn't HB 1020, and it wasn't Capitol Police. Capitol Police was not involved. That's why right. I need to do it. We'll see y'all in seven minutes. Welcome back in. It's hour two of the most incendiary show on the radio, the free range human show of choice, and your daily dose of. Reality. Radio. You may not agree with any of that, but you got to admit that this is, in fact, reality radio. We talk about what's real. We talk about things other people won't. And uh, we also do it from a left and a right perspective when Sean's in the studio with us. And it's, uh, it's almost scary how much we bel- we agree on, especially local politics. Um, so we appreciate having Sean in here, Sean Yorkran in here, especially with the, his experience in the DA's office. I, I just think it brings something to the table when we're talking about 1020 and stuff of this nature that um, I don't think other people have the have the ability to bring you like we do here at WYAB. So much appreciation, uh, much thanks to Sean for getting up and coming and doing this with us. This segment, real quick, is going to be brought to you by our, let's just tell you what, what's for lunch everywhere real quick. If you're in Madison County, the Gathering, corner of Highway 22 and 463, it's phenomenal out there, little town of Livingston, the Gathering Restaurant. You know what it is. It's a blue plate in Mississippi. It's Friday. It's catfish, fried catfish. Of course, they have the full menu available of other items. So if catfish ain't your thing, I do understand. Man, that's crispy hard fried, too, the way I like it. You know, you can pick the whole piece up without it breaking in half. So good. You get a couple of sides to choose from, a sweet tea. Get out there, try them today. The Gathering Restaurant at the Town of Livingston, today's lunch special is fried catfish. Of course, they have fried chicken on the menu as well if you prefer chicken. Also, Rankin County, the big salad. Man, I'm seeing them all over the internet. People are posting pictures of their big salad orders, and they're now available on Take a Break Deliveries. So if you're in Rankin County, you want a salad, you want a sub, you want a wrap, you want a smoothie, you want soup, they got that broccoli and cheddar and loaded potato. Get your order today at the big salad. You can check their menu out on com, and just click The Big Salad or you can go to thebigsalad.com if you just want to place a pickup order. Check them out, The Big Salad located right there in Dogwood at Flowwood or at Dogwood in Flowwood, should I say. All right, and of course Take a Break Deliveries can deliver your lunch wherever you want it from any place that you want it today as well. All right, Sean, this HB1020 stuff, let's roll with it. Yeah, like, I mean, you ended on a really, really strong note that I didn't want to step away from. Mm-hmm. This really boils down to. You, you brought up a, a situation from a couple of years ago. I tell you what, you set it up.
1: Yeah, well, at the break, y'all, we were talking about this, and, and I remembered, of course, that they had appointed. I thought it was two years ago. It wasn't. It was last September on September 22nd. Chief Justice Randolph appointed four judges, special judges, to assist the Hines County Circuit Court, and that was Andy Howorth, Betty Sanders, Steve Simpson, and Frank Voller, who were all former circuit court judges. And in, the, in this article in WLBT, and anybody can look this up, it says that the city and Hines County circuit court judges, the current ones, the district attorney's office, the public defender's office, have all come together with AOC, that's the administrative office of courts, to agree on an action plan. And this is something they all wanted. And it was a good thing. I would have done the same thing if I was there. I would have said, yes, we need these judges. This is in September of 2022, Everybody's okay with getting four more specially appointed circuit judges. Then fast forward to this legislative session, and all of a sudden, it's not good. And, you know, riddle me that one. I don't know how that's and how that's not good now, but just less than a year ago, it's all cool. Like, we're cool. We want these judges, and I can understand. I've worked there for a long time. I know why you need those judges, and I would have done the same thing, decision they made in September. I would have agreed to it said, yeah, give me more judges if I was the DA or the head public defender. But um, now it's not cool. <laughs> all of a sudden, and I, I just I well, don't
0: get that. I mean, look, I th- we agree on this. It's all to do with Capitol Police. The mm-hmm. city of Jackson got embarrassed by the state with this whole with the, with the initiation with with the Capitol Police coming about and the reasons why they came about because the city was lawless and out of control. Sure, and the adults had to get step back into the room. Right, and and, and they they wanted the money so they could continue their what I consider political reparations tour. Uh, anybody that does business with Chakwe, if you kiss the ring enough and you check off some of the right boxes, you're going to get one of these contracts. They're going to spend money with you. Look no further than the dumpster contract nonsense and a, a bazillion others that we could trace it back to. The Siemens lawsuit? Do we, I mean, we don't even yeah. know what happened to that money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's just yet another thing. These folks ain't good with money. No. Well, not, well, let me rephrase that. They're not good with doing with the money what they're supposed to be doing with it. Yeah, I mean, and this is, um,
1: I mean, again, like I said, y'all, it's a less than a year. Everybody was good with this, and now we're not good with. It. And the, what boils my blood the most about it, because I live over there in my neighborhood, I do, I love my neighborhood. It's a great place to live. But I mean, these are people's lives on the line. We're not. This is not just some you know public policy theory. We're talking about a flat tax yeah. or whatever. Like, we're, we're people's lives are on the line. Like people were getting, you know, all of Jackson are. Completely subjected to brutal crime, violent crime, Uh, and I'm going to speak specifically to my neighborhood. There were several carjackings. One person, that that driver we talked about Wednesday, was murdered. I mean, it's, it's it's people's we're dealing with people's lives, and what you're doing is making a political point here, and that's just for the sake of politics. There's no public reason. For the benefit of the public that you're doing this. And yep. that's what makes me really, really mad because you know, it's like I live there too, but you know, I know all my
0: neighbors and you're putting their lives on the line to make a political point, and that's just wrong. So you you were telling me something off air that you would watch something last night, whatever, when this old black man was telling this white guy, just we I, thank you, but please quit helping us. Yeah, I mean I think there's just
1: right, he was saying yeah, he was saying, you know, white liberals stop helping us. I think there's just I guess that kind of goes like why are you sometimes you're doing things that are detrimental because you think it's like again you're proving a political point but when you're dealing with real life like police i mean this is the most basic things government do we can argue all day about you know lgbt issues and taxes and foreign ukraine and all that stuff but when you boil down to i mean things like police powers garbage pickup Water. These are the basic things that we all need to survive and move forward and live in our communities. We're not talking about those big national issues that we deal with. That really, I mean, they have effects. They affect us all, but they don't affect us like: Are you going to get shot in your neighborhood? You know, are you, is your trash going to get? Can you is the water safe to drink? Like, it just, those are issues that impact us on a daily basis. That's why they always say, you know, follow local politics more than you do national, because local is what's going to impact you the most, more than, you know, somebody's uh, policy, again, on, on LGBT issues. Yeah, you might get triggered or upset by that, but it's not necessarily going to impact you personally on a day to day basis, the way the management of the water plant would, or whether your trash gets picked up, or more importantly, whether you get shot in your driveway. And so I think that's that's what you know that's what that interview was talking about.
0: I want to ask you a question, and it's political, but it's not to be like a gotcha moment or nothing like that. Mm. It's just a ser- serious question here. After the last six, seven years in Jackson, and you see how the suburbs are run uh, locally. Does it? Do you do you believe that for whatever reason, that too many too many local Democrat politicians are trying to do what's fancy, what's popular nationally? Where maybe, maybe our real our communities should be ran more conservative, I think that's true to a
1: certain extent i don 't know though, but I was having this debate with somebody the other day. Do they, other can, than. Can Democrats run a community locally anymore? I mean, anymore? The, well, when you think about it, like, what's the policy, the, the national Democratic policy that the city has? The only thing I can think is it, there was parts of the Democratic Party that were anti police. We all saw that during 2020. I think but, be, that being the key. Right. Be, I mean, but it wasn't, that wasn't the. And that wasn't. everything on race. Sure, but that wasn't the main policy. I mean, even President Biden said this defund the police thing is crazy. I mean, I think there was segments of the far left that were all down with that. But I think the. The, yeah, well, well,
0: and one one of those one of those members of that segment is the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely, he is right. He is for certain. I don't like, but I don't think the I don't think that's a policy of the national Democratic Party. But other than so, you take that far left segment out. What other Democratic policy are they in using? I don't think they're using any policy well, except I, for stupidity. Identity I mean,
0: politics, yeah, blame everything
1: do, on race. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, I would go. That's another. That's another far left segment of the party, right? Well, you know, no, that's a little bit. You know. no, that ain't
0: far left. That's that's coming the the the, the 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 vice president and the supreme court justice for both diversity hires. I mean, stay however you want, affirmative action hires. However you want, we were told there's going to be a black woman. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's fair. What we that's got. fair. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, that's fair. And, and take their ability out of it. I'm just mm. strictly saying we were told that's what we were going to get. Yeah, you're right and about that. That's what yeah. we got. No,
1: I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, he did. they did say that. Now, I think they're po- extremely qualified. That's not, but that was. We can the disagree
0: ref- on that, but that's for the point of the conversation. Yeah, right, like, what you're
1: saying there. But I mean, okay, so you're saying identity politics and the police. And, and, but, I mean, is there. What other policy does. Chokeway. I mean, does he even know what the policies of the Democratic Party are? I don't know that he does. I mean, I don't know – like, he – what does he specifically enact that is a national Democratic Party policy? And I don't know that he he does anything, really. These
0: two feel like the two biggest things, in my opinion, that hold Jackson back.
1: Well, to me, it's specifically the police, but I don't – and again, that's not not the – the policy of the Democratic Party—that's a far-left lunatics that are saying that the defund sure. the police thing. That's but not the President of the United States has specifically said time and again that this is ridiculous.
0: Defund the police is ridiculous. In Jackson, Mississippi, I firmly believe if you would just hire and promote people on merit and be pro-police, ninety percent of the problems would go away. I don't, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a because in businesses we want to open back up here when, when money feels safe, uh, competency. Sure, look at the water plant.
1: I just I don't know if it's necessarily like political parties like conservative uh, governments running something better. and you know, I'm talking about in terms of local politics, uh, local governments. I think it's us versus them mentality in Jackson. That's because there's other cities that are Democrat run that are doing way better than we are. Mm-hmm. Like this city in particular is not because there is just this. I just feel like it's this us versus them mentality that they're just they're that they're that they're using and that's how they govern or that's how yeah. Chokwe governs.
0: Well, and it's it's also there's this thing to your point. Uh, Brad Franklin and them sell the t-shirts say Jackson versus everybody mm-hmm. and my mine has always been Jackson versus Jackson you're not it ain't Jackson versus everybody it's Jackson versus itself let's, yeah. say, let's take a call got, sure. got Jerry on the line okay. I want to hear what he has to say hey Jerry hey
4: man how are y'all doing hey Good. what's up hey um, just a quick question you know, I'll ask you a comment George Flags in Vicksburg is a Democrat
2: yep.
4: and I'd vote for him that man runs the city well. He supports the police. He supports businesses. He's pro-Vicksburg, all of Vicksburg, not not just a segment of Vicksburg. Uh, so I, I fully believe that you can but have a Democrat, but I'm not sure. I think he considers himself an American and a Vicksburg citizen first.
0: I, I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I know he's done some good things, but he did a lot of really, really stupid stuff during COVID that I can't come back from. Oh, no.
4: Oh, you talking about flags? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, he
0: he, he put a curfew on his entire city, made people wear oh, masks really? for a long time. Never mind, I, I can't come back from that. Well,
4: no, never mind. To what Jerry said
1: though, flags actually met with Trump, yep. if you recall that, he because he was. He, he's pro like I think Jerry just said pro Vicksburg, right. and that's why I always think that local politics is just different than national politics, where it's you you have to worry about your city yeah. and flags. I think to me is an example of doing that. Now when you're talking about COVID, every mayor made COVID decisions that were wrong. I mean, we well, have I, to agree on that. I right? got business. I got business, mean, I got business just, owner
0: friends in Vicksburg who hate flags.
1: I'm sure, but I'm sure every well, American I, city's got. Certain mayors, what they did, they don't like those policies. I mean, because a lot of well, things are going be wrong. He's
4: the closest thing to a Democrat I could vote for. Let's the, put it that way. He's the best of the worst. Uh, and, and, but going, John, you were talking about uh, Ketita, John, John, Brown, or whatever, and Sotomayor and Kagan being immensely qualified. Oh, we were talking about uh,
1: Justice Jackson and um, and the Ford Vice President. What
4: qualifies her?
1: I mean, they've all had the same qualifications of any Supreme Court justice. I think they're all Ivy League educated. Been, I mean, that's the same thing. Okay. So, I
4: just, so
1: basically... I don't think anybody's saying she's... You, you're saying Justice Jackson is... Un, Ivy League. Well, I mean, that's apparently every exactly. Supreme Court justice has gone to an Ivy League school. I don't think... what is the, What do you say is different between Justice Jackson and the rest of the Supreme Court? justices
4: well uh probably her opinions if you've ever read any of them when she was at a circuit court uh and, a, and the ivy league education if you watched any of these uh, uh hearings when they were putting people up for the federal bench and you had people who were judges who went to these ivy league schools who were trying to be appointed to lifetime federal bench appointments to to put them in the pool to become supreme court justices couldn't even answer a simple question about the Constitution. It's embarrassing. And guess what? They're appointed. And then they'll come up and they'll be, oh, they're immensely qualified because they're a black, Latina, transgender. We need the first transgender, Latina, black man slash woman. And that's a qualification. It's not that they're actually, and then you have someone who's immensely qualified intellectually and every other way, and they want to impeach them. Because why? Because they don't fit the agenda. So it's not qualifications. It's um, I I don't know representation of a of a policy that they want. Uh, have you did you read Sotomayor's um, dissent on the Harvard Law School thing and, and and just actually read it?
1: Yeah, I actually did read it.
4: And do you think that is qualified to be a Supreme Court justice?
1: I think saying someone's opinion that's different from yours... Is not a disqualifier. So now, this is mean, a
4: legal. This is a legal opinion. Right. I mean, that's it a different. Actually, backed up in law, and she did none of
1: that. The the court has had different opinions regarding affirmative action. We discussed last last show, Jerry, that have been different okay. than yours over the years. Just like their Roe opinion is probably different than what you feel about Dobbs. I mean, I think just because someone has a different legal opinion than you doesn't make them unqualified to serve on the bench. <laughs>
4: Well, let's since you brought it up, Roe opinion was not factual in law for the constitution either. The Dobbs decision was. Were all those justices? Anything.
1: Were all those justices that decide decided Roe like Harry Blackman, Warren Berger, Were they not qualified to serve on the Supreme Court just because their opinion was I, I wrong? Think,
4: I think I think that they were. I think they are no more qualified to sit on the Supreme Court than me
1: okay, because, I okay, the, sure,
4: not, okay. because I can read. Because <laughs> I can read. Because I can read. If you come up with that opinion like Sotomayor did on this Harper deal. <laughs> then you are not looking at the law or the Constitution. Yeah, hey, you can laugh all you want to, but I can read. And I can read what the Constitution says, and I can tell you that based on the 14th Amendment, they were wrong.
0: Yeah, hey, the, uh,
4: affirmative
0: action. got to take a break, brother. Great call. Thank you, man. All Have right, a good weekend. Uh, Bye-bye. All right. I knew that would be good. We'll be right back (laughs) with Sean Yerkron here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. It's the Clay Edwards Show, free for all Friday. It's living up to its name. We'll be right back with more. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on The Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at com for shirts and more. Peace.